0: All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of All in Tech. If those who are new here haven't been here, stay tuned. We're going to have a blast talking about all things tech. Again, check the description for this episode as well as the description for the podcast. We talk about Huawei, Samsung, Apple, OnePlus, all of these phone manufacturers. And It's always a blast to talk about them. So today, obviously, as you read from the title, we're talking about the Galaxy A52 5G. I have it in hand. We have it in the studio. We have a new video coming out next, or this Friday. So go to Axtech underscore AKR and make sure to subscribe to not miss that video because a lot of people are going to be excited about this one. This is a successor to the best-selling Android phone from last year. So it's going to be amazing to see how this a52 5g and slash 4g are going to stack up in terms of sales so we're going to talk about this phone and let's get started all right so off the bat we have it unboxed i did an unboxing i forgot to do it for the podcast which i'm kind of kind of angry about but i forgot about it but here we are we're still making a video of first impressions so we missed the unboxing. You can view the unboxing in the video this Friday, so make sure to stay tuned for that on the channel. Now, off the bat, we have a pretty big phone. I felt it was kind of hefty, kind of a little bit larger. Because if we do look at the measurements, we the A52 5G slash 4G. Because everything I talk about the A52 is gonna, or 5G, is gonna be pretty much the same thing on the 4G model, except for some minor differences, which I will call out. So, the A52 5G is slightly taller, slightly wider, and slightly thicker. So, bigger in every dimension, but only by a little bit, not to be intimidated by. They're still relatively the same form factor. And honestly, I don't feel like my hand is too small for it. It actually feels very comfortable to hold. For the build quality we have gorilla glass 5 on the front so very sturdy not the latest which is gorilla glass 7 or victus but you still have a pretty solid glass this is the glass that was on the galaxy s10 and and note 10s so very premium glass on the front now on the back we have a plastic back so i don't know how i feel about this because it feels it doesn't feel bad it doesn't feel cheap honestly for me i don't think it feels cheap but it does feel hollow when it comes to uh, the back side if you want to hear this so this is the center of the back side but on the top and the bottom it doesn't sound too hollow but again the center part for sure sounds very hollow and i, I don't know if i like that or not but for the sides we do have a plastic all around a plastic band so it's okay. What It feels very premium, very sturdy, actually, and definitely looks that way. Definitely. If we look at the design on the back side, it looks a lot like the Galaxy S21 Ultra. So again, copying that design from the flagship phones, which is very nice to see. Definitely makes you feel like you have the latest and greatest, even though you don't, but still feels a very solid all-around design. Now, something that was new for the Galaxy A series is... IP67 water and dust resistance. Basically what this means, you could accidentally drop this in a pool. Hopefully it's up to a meter, so three feet for less than five minutes, but it's rated at one meter for 30 minutes. So if you drop it in the shallow end of the pool, uh, you're most likely going to be fine. I would not go around testing that theory because As much as I would like to believe that it is 100% true, there are some times where accidents happen and the ratings don't hold up. That's just how it is. Even on flagship Samsung and flagship iPhones, I've seen it happen to iPhones and Samsungs where they're rated IP68, but they get water damage. So I wouldn't go around testing that theory, although if you guys want me to try that out, I will try it out. Accidentally. So, if I do happen to drop this somewhere in the pool or uh, anywhere else that has water, I will let you know how that turns out. But I'm not going to intentionally try it out. Anyway, very nice to see. It makes you have a little bit more peace of mind now that you have the IP rating. So, very cool to see. Now, for the display, this is a Super AMOLED 6.5 inch display with 120 hertz resolution uh, or And with a 1080p resolution, so 120 hertz refresh rate, what does that mean? Fluid display. I mean, if I'm looking at this display right now, this thing is so fast and so nice to just look at. And I mean, it's just so fluid. Everything, the animations are just so much nicer with that 120 hertz refresh rate. And the Super AMOLED display, which is obviously something we have seen on Samsung phones and uh, even from flagships to mid-range phones to budget phones too it's obviously going to be one of the best for me this display is an a plus quality display for sure it's i, I mean it's just amazing that 120 hertz really makes a massive difference now for the resolution we only have 1080p at by 2400 which is not bad by any means it's definitely the normal average resolution that we see on most phone most phones so it's not bad by any means. We have a 20 by nine aspect ratio, making it very comfortable to hold in the hand. Uh, It feels very nice, definitely for sure. Now for the OS, we have Android 11 with One UI 3.1 on top. So the latest from Android and the latest from Samsung, which is their One UI skin, which is 3.1. Very nice to see. It's very fluid. Uh, There is a little bit of a a little quirk in the software when it comes to the up gesture so if you kind of swipe up from the bottom gesture to look at your recent apps there's like this little weird software quirk where it, it's just a part of the it's a characteristic of the software but it also can be it can make the software kind of jittery so while samsung tried to make an animation look nice it just wasn't implemented that well and so you will see a little bit of a of a stutter or kind of like a I don't know it's a weird little thing it's a quirk that it has and it's not the software or I mean it's not the chipset or anything it's just the software so there are some things in the software that can make or you you can see that there's a little bit of a little glitch here and there uh, but it has nothing to do with the actual chipset because the chipset runs really well and the ram is six gigs of ram on this one so I did not get the eight gigs But I imagine that the 8 gigs of RAM would be even better for performance. So definitely very cool. I mean, I'm very impressed with the performance so far. Uh, This is like my first-ish day using it. So definitely not not at all mad about the performance. The performance is definitely very nice. Probably one of the things that I noticed first about this phone. And I do like it. Now... If we're talking about the chipset it's running the snapdragon 750g which is a f- 8 nanometer chipset so it's a little bit uh, on the older side and uh, although it is new per se because uh snapdragon made this chip for the mid-range segment of phones and with the 5g we have 5g on this phone i don't actually have a 5g plan or a 5g uh, sim card but for some reason it's saying that i have 5g And it's not like the 5G-E. No, it just says plain 5G. So I'm not sure why it's saying 5G when I don't have 5G. And I'm not really anywhere near a 5G tower. So I'm not sure what's going on. But it is what it is. Now, for the GPU, we have the Adreno 619. So gaming, I tried a little bit of gaming. Like, uh, we have Asphalt 9 on here, Call of Duty, and Alto's Adventures, and CSR Racing 2. And so all these games, I've tried Asphalt 9, and it's an absolute joy, absolute joy. I love how smooth this display is, and Alto's Adventure is definitely very fluid since it does support that 120 hertz uh, frame rate. Very nice to see. So far, gameplay has been very nice. Exiting out of the apps has really no glitch whatsoever or lag, which the A51 had. So it's definitely a massive upgrade in terms of performance. That's something I've seen. Now, for the micro SD card, we do have one. And it does have that little plastic band around it or that rubber band around it for that IP rating, obviously. And for the internal storage configuration, so we have 126 with 6 gigs of RAM, 128 with 8 gigs of RAM, which I have not seen that version yet and 256 with 8 gigs of ram i've only seen the first one and the third one i haven't seen the 8 gigs of ram with 128 so not sure why they listed that but apparently it's an option but i haven't seen it anywhere anyway moving on to the cameras so the cameras as we see from the design looks very resemblant to that of the galaxy s21 ultra definitely Obviously, you can tell the difference when you're looking at them up close or side by side. You can tell that there's a difference in design. But if you're looking at it from afar or just a quick glance, they look very similar. And especially if you put them in a case, they look very similar. (laughs) So very nice to see the design language of this phone. For the main sensor, we have a 64 megapixel primary sensor with optical image stabilization, which is new to the A series. This is something we normally see on Samsung's flagships, but now they brought it down to their mid-range phones. And we have a 12 megapixel ultra wide with no OIS, so this one doesn't have that stabilization, but it still looks perfectly fine. Now we have uh, with with the ultra wide, we have a 123 degree field of view, something we saw on Samsung's older flagships. So not sure why Samsung is not implementing that in their new flagships i don't know why but anyway we have a five megapixel macro and a five megapixel depth sensing lens so so far all three lenses uh are both lenses the 64 and the 12 they look very good the macro lens it's what you'd expect it's not the highest quality because it is five megapixels but it is decent and the depth sensing lens is used for AR doodle or things uh, of that nature that requires a depth sensing lens. But other than that, the the main two useful things, oh, and also portrait mode, depth. also the depth sensor plays a part in that as well. But for the most part, you're gonna be using the 64 megapixel main sensor and the ultra wide lens. So far, I'm really impressed with the pictures. Um, I haven't gone out and tested it yet. I think I'm gonna do that maybe this Saturday. So I'm gonna to try to find some places to just take photos and just see how this camera performs in the camera section because I've tried it out, but there's not really much you can take a photo of in when you're inside. So I'm gonna go on a trip to see if we can take some photos to really test this camera for what it is. And now that we're on the topic of cameras, because this is uh, obviously one of the most important things in a smartphone. We have three times or we have three options here. We have the ultra wide lens, then we have the one time zoom or one times, and then we have two times zoom, which is obviously digital. It's zooming in from the actual main sensor. So, and we have all the way up to ten times zoom. Now you would think that, that the 10 times zoom looks crummy, just like last year. Actually, no. I've seen it. The camera, I've compared it with the Galaxy A51 because that, that was my previous phone, and now with the A52 5G, which is my current phone, even though I've only had it for like a day. But this is now my officially my phone. I finished all the transferring. I've noticed that when I open up the cameras, obviously the A52 5G was way faster. But also, if we go all the way to 10 times zoom, we have a noticeable drop in quality on the A51, the A51 just looks like a water painting for sure, versus a little bit usable actually with the 10 times zoom on the A52 5G. So that's something that I noticed that the zoom is actually a lot better, a lot more detailed, which is good because obviously zoom is something that that we see on their main flagship, so it's good that they implemented a little bit more detail and a little bit more thought into the zoom quality. Now if we go to, we also have single take, which has all those filters and we have a fun mode. And pretty much what this is, is a bunch of filters from Snapchat and you get the actual quality of your camera, not the ones that, cause obviously if, you, if you're if you into social media for Android phones, you know that when you post a photo or you take a picture from the actual in-house camera like Snapchat or Instagram with their stories, when you post, the picture from the actual camera app or camera inside of the app, it doesn't it all it does when you upload it is it the let's just say you take a picture with Snapchat, it takes a screenshot, which is the same thing as it does on Instagram. It takes a screenshot of your picture and then uploads it. So when you upload it, it looks like absolute garbage. That's why. Now we can actually post a photo originally from our sensor from the main camera so we have the stock quality we have the original quality and we don't have to take a drop in resolution when the social media app screenshots it so good to see definitely a good implementation for android for sure because that's definitely a problem now if we go to video side of things we have recording capabilities on all two lenses, even though you can zoom in to two times as well. You have HD at 30 frames per second, full HD at 60, full HD at 30, and 4K at 30. So a lot of recording capabilities for sure. And it's really nice to see that they finally offer 60 frames per second on the 1080p mode. Now for other options, we have Pro Mode, AR Doodle, Panorama, uh, Food, Night, Macro, and portrait lens, which is pretty nice to see, or portrait, which is good to see. And a new feature for the cameras is Pro Video. Pro Video is amazing. I love Pro Mode, and I wish they would have given it to the the other phones, and now I got my wish. They have Pro Video on the Galaxy A52 and the A52 5G. I have the A52 5G, and so far definitely i haven't been able to try it yet but i'm really really excited of trying this out now if we go to again back to more we have super slow-mo slow-mo and hyperlapse so a lot of versatility and definitely something i mean i'm having a joy talking about this camera's phone it's not the best obviously because Again, there's so many better phones out there, and obviously some better sensors, but for what this is, it's absolutely a great camera system. Also, we have a 64 megapixel sensor right here, obviously, and you can switch that to that mode, and you will get all 64 megapixels, but obviously, if you go back to normal 3x4 ratio, you're going to drop to 12 megapixels, which is not bad either. Definitely very usable, very good. And saves on storage. Also, we have this little feature that no one really talks about, which is motion photo. Basically what it is, is that when you're about to take a photo, you take a photo, and when you look at the end result, you have a little bit of a video, sort of. You see what happened before, when you took the photo, and a little bit after. So it it kind of gives you a little bit of a timeline, sort of, And it takes up a little bit more storage, but it's really small and also really cool how you get to see how you almost took the photo, when you took the photo, and a little bit after. So it's a really cool feature that no one really talks about, but I thought it was worth mentioning. Now, if we go to the front-facing camera, we have a 32-megapixel sensor, and that's about it, because there's obviously only one camera. And so this camera, is definitely very cool. You have that little group selfie kind of option, which lets you zoom out a little bit to get more people in the frame. You have the same single take feature, fun mode and video mode. And for more, you also have pro video, portrait, pro pro mode, and all of these, pretty much most of the same options on the front facing camera. So very cool to see, very versatile. Definitely something that I'm really excited to try out more once I do get this phone out and about. Now, for the loudspeaker, we have stereo speakers on board. So I don't know how well this is gonna translate over, uh, over this microphone, but I just wanna give you guys a quick little sample of how these stereo speakers sound because this is actually new to the A-Series as well. And hopefully this, again, hopefully you guys can hear it. If not, I'm sorry. Trust me when I say they sound pretty pretty good in person like it's impressed me so far So you're currently hearing mostly the top And then this is the bottom speaker So that was a quick little thing. And so it can definitely go up higher, but I didn't want to... I don't know. So I don't know how well that sounded. It probably sounded horrible. I don't know. But anyway, that was the sound test for the speakers because it honestly sounds really good. I'm really impressed with it. Now, we also have the 3.5mm headphone jack, which is always good to see. Definitely for those who don't have Bluetooth headphones or don't want to have Bluetooth headphones because they already have an expensive pair of wired headphones. That give them the optimal quality so yeah very nice to see we have wi-fi obviously bluetooth 5.0 we have nfc or at least here in the us we have nfc and so this phone does have nfc because i got it from samsung us unlocked so it does have nfc i've seen the option and i've seen the toggle also no radio which i, ha- I haven't seen because I, I saw that my A51 has the radio app, and this one doesn't. So I don't know if it has radio or not. I haven't checked. I, I mean, I looked around, but I haven't seen it installed. Maybe it is installed, or maybe I can get it, but it's just not pre-installed like it was on my A51. So I'll look into that. I don't think really anyone uses it. I've tried it one time. It's actually pretty good, but I know not everyone was going to use that. Now for the battery. Oh, also one little thing you do have a fingerprint underneath the display and they changed the color from green to white. So we will see a white light instead of the green that was found on the A51. Also, moving on to the battery, we have a 4,500 milliamp hour battery, which so far has been really impressive. I took this phone off the charger at around five in the morning I didn't use it at five in the morning. I got up to like around nine, but I took it off the charger at five because I didn't want it to overcharge. And it's at 54 right now and it's currently 324 in the afternoon. So I'd say it's pretty good. Definitely, my I think my A51 would be at around 40 something percent. So definitely an improvement in battery life for sure. You also have the support for twenty watt fa- 25 watt fast charging which would get you 50% in 30 minutes. Unfortunately, this one does not come with the 25-watt charger. It only comes with a 15-watt fast charger. So if you want that 25 watts, you need to order on Amazon. I'll leave a link in the description for that. But I think it's worth it for the uh, 25-watt fast charger. It's like $15. So I definitely recommend that because you do get... I mean, why not make the most out of your phone, you know? So kind of not happy about that how they didn't include the 25 watt fast charger but it is what it is and also we see right here that we have four different colors. We have awesome black, awesome white, awesome violet and awesome blue. I'm not a big fan of the blue. It looks a little bit too kind of like a toy. Violet definitely looks very nice. It reminds me of that violet color on the iPhone 12s. So it's very nice. The violet I do like but again not my cup of tea but I do like how it looks for awesome white I was thinking about getting it then I'm just like no cuz it just I don't know just something about it I just didn't like it but awesome black let me just tell you I do not regret my decision at all this phone looks so clean in matte black and obviously we have that that matte black and the matte back so matte black on, this, on the back side of this phone. And the camera hump looks very similar to the Galaxy S21 Ultra. So definitely, this phone could easily be mistaken for a Galaxy S21 Ultra, in my opinion. From a quick glance or looking at it from far away or putting it into a case, you it's it, they're very similar in design. And that's why I got it in black because it looks very similar to the Galaxy S21 Ultra. I'm too broke to get the big boy, so I went for a cheaper version that offers quite a bit of the same specs. So very impressed. I love this phone so far. Uh, And I'll keep you guys updated, obviously, with the reviews. And this one currently is at $500 on Amazon and $500 on Samsung's website. Although you can get a discount on Samsung if you're a student or if you're a military worker or you work for the government or things like that, you can get a discount. I got a discount because I'm a student. And so I paid around 460, 470, somewhere around there, 460. I think it was 460 something because I am a student. So I got that discount and it was really sweet. Got a little bit of a discount. I did not pay full price for this. So go check it out. I'll leave links in the description for all of that and make sure to go and check these phones out. Now, the difference between the Galaxy A52 and the A50 4G. So the 4G and the 5G are slightly different. The one difference or the first difference is the display. So on the 5G model, we have 120 hertz refresh rate and the 4G model has 90 hertz. So both are very smooth, although the A52 5G is going to be more smooth just because of that higher refresh rate that we've come to see from a lot of manufacturers. So definitely this is something that... uh, depends on what your budget is because if your budget is around 300 350 the a52 4g model is going to be great but if you can stretch that out a little bit more get that 120 hertz you're going to love it the next difference is the chipset on the 4g model we have a 720 or a 730g it really or 730 it really depends on the market for whatever reason it's it's kind of weird because Samsung says it's the 720G, but in some other people are saying that it's the 730 because they have seen it. So I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's a little bit of a confusion there, but either way, it's still that kind of chipset 720 or 730. But the A52 5G has the 750G, which is a little bit better, obviously, in terms of performance. Definitely a lot better from what I've seen compared to that 4G model noticeably not not too much better but enough to notice now also the next difference is no actually that's about it from what i'm aware of that i remember that those are really the only differences because they have the same camera setups and they have all of the same things they have the same battery size the same display in terms of resolution and amoled display and 800 nits of peak brightness so all of that oh, and also the IP rating is the same, but I do recommend the A52 5G because I feel like this is the true successor to the A51. And the reason I say that is because before this year, we had a lot of, or before last year. So last year at the beginning, we had 5Gs, right? 5G, twenty five S20 Plus 5G, Note 20 5G. So, that wasn't a thing until 2020. In 2019 we had the S10, the Note 10. Obviously there were 5G versions of them but they weren't promoted as the main phones which were 4G. So in terms of 5G, that is kind of like the I guess the default in terms of releasing a phone. Now that's in the name. It has a 5G antenna. The A51 was released in late 2019, early 2020 here in the U.S., which was released before the S20 series. So, if this thing had, if this thing had been released after the Galaxy S20 series, this thing would have had Galaxy A51 5G on it, but it didn't. So later, Samsung released the Galaxy A51 5G, slightly better processor, uh, slightly bigger battery. Aluminum frame. And I think one more difference that I forgot. And so that was just kind of like the 5G version of this phone, of the A51. But the A51 in itself was the main phone. This was the phone. So in this case, we see this year with the Galaxy A52 5G. This is the original, this is the successor to the A51. The A51 or the A52 5G has a 4G version. That's how I see it. This is the, the A52 5G is the successor, the real successor, and the and it has a 4G version if you can't afford the 5G version. So, that's the way I see it. The A52 5G is the main phone. This is a real successor to the A51 of last year, and the A4 and the A52 4G version is just one that if you can't afford the 5g version you have the option of going down to 4g because that's the same thing with the s20 fe there was a f20 s20 fe 5g which is the main phone but if you can't afford that one they gave you like 100 or 200 off because it was a 4g version so that's the way i see it the a52 5g is a real successor to the a51 and by far it is a huge upgrade so Definitely recommend it. I'll talk to you guys a little bit more right after this. All right. Thank you so much for listening. If I miss anything, uh, let me know in the comment section of my video, which is going to be released this Friday. Axe Tech AKR. Go subscribe. Go check out my other videos in the meantime. And, yeah. So, hopefully, you guys enjoyed. Again, all links will be in the description for Samsung, for the Charger, for the phone on Amazon and Samsung. So go check those links in the description and I will see you guys in the next one. Peace.